The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Um, welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host, Neelam, and uh, later in the show, I will have some uh, young guests on my show talking about their exam journeys. We've had... Um, A-levels and GCSEs this year and these have been the first official exams where they've actually been sat externally uh, and will be assessed externally um, and so post-pandemic so uh, I'm sure many children um, across the nation faced quite challenging times, quite unusual times given that how times were when we had the pandemic Uh, So do uh, stay tuned in to hear from uh, some of those uh, young students to see how they've got on with their GCSE and A-level exams. Um, But now those exams are over. I'm sure a lot of you are trying to find things to do and uh, looking ahead at um, things to do, but be productive at the same time. So don't uh, worry, inshallah, in the next half of this show, uh, beginning of the show, I will be going through some pointers and some suggestions and ideas that you can uh, try and do and uh, things that you can try and um, embrace in your life over the next few weeks while you have this long summer break. Uh, firstly, I want to have a little bit moan about myself. I, I had like a, a 24-hour bug thing that just hit me on um I believe it was Tuesday. I've even lost track of the week. Um, and I, I don't know what it was, but I've I've never felt so unwell. I just felt extremely cold and um, I had a really uh, upset stomach and um, I was also being sick. So, yeah, uh, and it's funny because I was being sick and the children just came and said, are you OK? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And they left me to it. <laughs> and that was their sympathy. So that was not very nice. Um I just let it be then. I thought, well, that's the way they uh, deal with um, taking care of their mum. But alhamdulillah, I'm I'm fine. I, it was just a 24-hour thing and um, I'm back to my usual self. Uh, and like always in all my shows, I like to throw in the weather and the inconsistency of it. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm sort of biting my tongue today because today it's quite a bright day, but we've had quite cloudy and gloomy days and it's not, it's not really been uh, very nice. But I have to say I have enjoyed the cooler week. Um, it's, it's quite hard when it's hot. Um, I, I was using my fridge as my um, air con every now and then opening my fridge and throwing my face in it just to cool myself down so it's not um a nice place to be when you're that hot um and I don't know about yourself listeners but I do find that when it's sunny it often um zaps my energy rather than making me feel um more energized um they always say sit out in the sun because it gives um off all this vitamin d and energy boosting it doesn't do that for me. Uh, I just feel really zapped and really drained. And um, I, I feel that I can't actually be bothered to do anything that day. So, yeah, it's it's been quite nice because it's been a cooler and a calmer week. So it's, you know, um, maybe a bit too cool, but it's been cool. So it's nice um, not to feel so hot and um, bothered and not being able to do anything. So listeners, what have you been up to this week? What's been your positive um, moment of the week? Can you believe it's 1st of July? We're also entering the first 10 days of uh, Dhul-Hijjah. Dhul-Hijjah is uh, considered as the first 10 days are considered as um, important as the last 10 days of Ramadan. So any good deeds and any actions that we do over the next 10 days um, uh, will be rewarding, immensely rewarding. So, you know, do try and make the most of our time um, in these 10 days. Um, And it could be fasting, increasing our salah, increasing our Quranic recitation, um, serving food, sharing food, um, 
all sorts of things. Lists could go on about all the good deeds that we could do um, in, in these next 10 days. So um, I hope Allah SWT makes it easy for us all to embrace these next 10 days, especially those that are fasting, because yes, the heat is on its way and it does get hot and it does get draining. And when you're fasting, it can, can get a bit more challenging. So may Allah make it easy for everyone that is fasting over these next 10 days. Uh, so listeners, uh, we are live on air reaching out to all our listeners in in Luton and surrounding areas through the airwaves at Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Listeners can also connect through TuneIn via the Inspire FM webpage. Uh, we are also up and running on um, the Inspire FM app which you can download on your phones um, and you can actually connect and listen to the ch- uh, shows uh, via your phone. So Nobody has an excuse not to be tuned into the show today and listening in. Uh, we are also live as an audio on the Inspire FM Facebook page where you must like the show and you can also leave any comments on the show, uh, any questions that you have around today's topic. As always, I am taking in text or WhatsApp messages on the studio number 0777 so what can you do to make the most of your summer? Now, this is gauged more so towards the teens that have just finished their A-levels and GCSE exams. I know many of them are now twiddling their fingers and trying to work out what to do and how to make this next few weeks, because it's a good few months that you've got off, um, productive. And, um, you know, you're doing something that's going to be beneficial. So I have actually put together um, around 10 tips. Um, I'm sure there's more, but these 10 really stood out to me. And um, I thought if I share these, um, they're probably a bit more realistic and um, doable as such. So the first one is to put away all your textbooks and notes. Now, this is uh, quite an emotional process, I think, for some, um, because Your notes um, and your textbooks, uh, your annotations, your spider diagrams, your pictures, your posters, all of this was crucial a few weeks ago. These diagrams and annotations were things that people were using as flashcards um, to try and recall information in exams and try and remember where things were and what things were and in certain organs and parts of the body or definitions or terminologies. And now you're having to fold them all away and put them away. So uh, I would suggest that you store these well, especially if you are an elder sibling and uh, you've got younger siblings that are going to go through this process or are not far from going through this process. You can share your notes to them. Um, You can share your notes with family members if you are the youngest and don't have anyone else to share your notes with. Keep hold of them for your cousins. Um, They could benefit from them as well. And you never know when they may be of some use again to yourself, uh, depending on if it's GCSE notes. When you go into your A-levels, there may be some things that you want to recall uh, if you've taken that subject as an A-level for your uh, A-level subjects, you may want to recall some of your GCSE notes. And likewise, if you're doing an A-level and you go on further to do a degree, um, you may want to recall some of your A-level notes and look back and see what did I do here? How did I tackle this? And it's just recalling information. So you never know when this uh, piece of information or notes uh, will come used to you again. So hold on to them and store them well um, and somewhere where it's watertight uh, so they don't get destroyed. Uh, The other thing I um, uh, suggest is switching off. The worst thing you can do right now is think about the what ifs. What if I had answered the question like this? What if I had done this? What if I had done that? The what ifs are the worst case scenario that you can put yourself in right now. It's not going to benefit you at all. And it's just going to let your mind work into unnecessary overdrive. And you have to just switch off and say to yourself, you have and you have done your best. And you have to continue believing this and thinking this Otherwise, it will have detrimental effects on your health, your physical and mental well-being, where if you keep draining and exercising things in your head about how you could have done better, what's done is done and you need to just switch off and not think about it. And I know for some of you, it's probably going to be quite a fresh wound because 
if you do feel that you haven't done so great or you feel that you have done great, but you don't want to say anything in case you jinx yourself, you you are going to constantly be bombarded. Everyone that you see, your mum's friends, your dad's friends, uh, neighbours, they're all going to talk about how were the exams? How did you do? So it's quite hard to switch off and not think about them. But simple answers of, well, I did my best and that's it. And you have to just carry on and stop thinking and beating yourself up uh, more importantly around this. Now, relax. I'm pretty sure many of you, the next point is relax. I'm, I'm sure... And I hope many of you are embracing this. Uh, this is the time to catch up with all that sleep uh, that you lost. Now, many of you, you know, you did get your minimum hours of six to eight hours sleep, but that was probably not productive sleep because you were probably revising in your sleep, having flashbacks in your exam, doing exams in your sleep. And, and now you don't have to sit an exam. You don't have to worry about exams or anything like that. You're trying to relax, but you can't. So it's really important that you try and focus on sleep and re assure yourself that this sleep is going to be the sleep that your body needs because you need to recuperate and energize. And a lot of people um, class sleep, and I'm guilty of this, as wasting time. But actually, our bodies need it and you do need to switch off and you do need to sleep. You know, you can try different things. Um one of the things I do recommend is uh, you can get some uh, lavender spray in a bottle, like a little spritz, and just spray that on your pillow. And um, lavender is really soothing and calming. Uh, you can get it as a, a foot balm, a hand balm. Um, you can just apply some of this on yourself and just really go to sleep, maybe playing some calm music in the background and allowing yourself to sleep Um that would be quite beneficial. Now, listeners, if you have just tuned in, um, you are tuned into Mother's Planet this morning on Inspire FM 105.1 FM. I am talking about post exams and currently I am giving away some tips and suggestions of what the youth can get up to over the next few weeks, because I think this is going to be, for especially the A-level students, one of the longest summers you're ever going to get. So it's really important that you try and make the most of this and um, and and really walk away looking back at the summer and and have lots of ticks off the box of you achieved lots of things or you done lots of things and you know it could be simple things as decluttering your bedroom I think one of the ones um, I do like and I've done a whole show around this is decluttering and I, and I guess that's my next point um, declutter your room and that probably ties in well with putting away your textbooks and notes uh, because uh, you can at the same time think about things that you do and you don't need and have a good clear out in your room and maybe donate some things to charity. We are in the first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, so donating anything to charity will be extremely rewarding in these 10 days. So, you know, do a, a good act um, as such. The next one is um, exercise. I highly recommend yoga. Now, I've only ever attempted this a handful of times, but it's actually something that I, I can really honestly say it's really relaxing. Now, um, whenever I think about exercise, I think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to put myself through strenuous exercise, find it difficult to breathe, stand, cramps, stitches, heart palpitations. I don't think I can go through it. But yoga, you are actually doing all of that. You are stretching and you would be shocked as to how much you actually work up a sweat doing just simple yoga stretches but you're actually helping your body breathe and you're stretching those bones and limbs that you didn't know existed and it and it's really actually quite relaxing um so I highly recommend doing some yoga and this can be done any time of the day you know a couple of hours before dinner first thing in the morning after breakfast you know it's it's one of those things that you can incorporate into your life at any point of the day it's not a fixed time thing to do now the next one is my favorite one which is finding a new hobby so challenge yourself or finish off something you started but never got around to finishing and this could be something that 
you gave a, a dab hand at when you were doing your revision and you needed a distraction and you just started a, a hobby of learning something or um, creating something. And this could be artwork, this could be sewing, this could be um, graffiti, this could be putting something together. It could be an electrical device that you were putting together. It could be anything that you started and didn't complete or you haven't started at all. Try and look into it. Now, um, I know that there are lots of um, uh, workshops running. Um, a lot of them can be accessed on online where you can sign up to some online workshops. And this could be around um, calligraphy, artwork, cooking, baking, um, anything where you can learn a new skill. Now, the, the cooking and the baking, if you are an A-level student that's going to head towards university, I highly recommend that, you know, you learn some um uh, cooking skills because you are going to be independent you are going to be uh, self-sufficing and you are going to try and find ways of cooking quick and cheap meals uh, so that and, and at the same time being he healthy so that you aren't actually um, putting uh, yourself out of pocket so yeah get get into those uh, culinary skills as they call it with your cooking um, who knows you could be the next child or teenager on on um, um, the Bake Off shows or, or on uh, the MasterChef shows. Uh, so, yes, uh, also um, uh, there are a lot of um, Islamic courses that are being run as well online. Um, uh, so studying something like thick um, is really good. Uh, learning um, uh, something uh going into a subject of an Islamic perspective like Salah, the fiqh of Salah, the fiqh of fasting and understanding this in depth um, and doing going into that subject in detail is actually quite beneficial as well. So I, I would highly recommend that you do something like that or even learning a new skill like um, plumbing and electrical. Now, because of the limited time and the weeks that you have, this could be a very short course, but it could be something that could... Um, benefit you. Um, many companies are actually offering short-term co uh, courses around these um, electrical and plumbing things. So do keep your eyes peeled and, um, you know, do have a look around. If you have local companies, uh, plumbing or electrical, you can often go in and um, they, they'd be quite happy to train you up on the basics. It could be work experience that you're doing, um, just something to get under your belt. Um, the other thing is to get a part time job. So, you know, look for some work because it's important um, that, you know, you do do this. Some of this may be um volunteering at a local food uh, food bank or uh, charity shops. You could be just going in and helping out doing some work there. But the skills that you learn from these places is um, they, they will be life benefiting. You will always use these skills. You are going to be constantly interacting with different people, different or people of different backgrounds, ages. And uh, to be able to communicate to them at a professional level, that's a skill that you'll always learn um, and you'll only learn that when you actually are working. So as soon as you get your national insurance card and you can work, I, I do recommend that you do look for some part time work. Uh, I know that post pandemic it's been quite difficult for many people to actually go out and get a job because a lot of jobs were um you know, lots of people were made redundant, so jobs weren't available. But, you know, Alhamdulillah, thing and life is resuming back to norm and we, you know, are going back to the normal way of how we were living three years ago. Um, so um, there are availabilities and there are jobs around. So do, you know, polish up your CV, uh, get an adult to help you um, and, and look at the skills that you can offer. Um, especially as A-level students, you know, you should have gained a few more skills. And this is why I say that volunteering in charity shops or food banks is quite good, because if you can put that down on your CV to say that you've done some volunteering work, um, it shows that you um, are, are quite savvy and, you know, you're willing to work regardless of the price tag associated to it. So, you know, the at the end of the day, we are all trying to learn skills of how to communicate with people, how to make a sale, how to, you know, uh, satisfy our customer needs ultimately. So um, these are all things that can be picked up from anywhere, really. It doesn't matter where you work. Uh, and alongside with that, then uh, I guess the next point ties in quite well is saving your pennies. Now, this is really important. Um, 
especially uh, and I keep focusing on the A-level students, but um, for those that are uh, thinking of going on to do a degree, um, you have to consider your student loans and the fees and um, you need to have some money in your pocket to try and help yourself um, get through uh, without having to take out um, a loan and uh, borrow money because Believe you me, it's a very hard journey to try and clear these debts. So it's just it's best to try and put as much as money as you can towards it. Now, I know um, as a youth, it must be very hard when you've earned so much money over the summer to as a lump sum pay towards a tuition fee or um, or just to help you out at university. But actually, <clears throat> it's extremely beneficial because in years to come, you won't have to look back and think I've got a student loan to pay. You will also, I believe, um, is value it very much as well. When you are um, earning money uh, yourself and you're spending it, you actually have more value of the money because you realise how hard it is to earn it. And then parting from it and spending it and giving it up you'll value it more and uh, you'll be a bit more savvy about how you spend it as well, I think. Um, you'll realise that certain things are unnecessary and certain expenses in your life are unnecessary as well. So you'll stop doing a lot of things. Uh, and the next point is um, catching up with friends and family. Now, these are the most important ties in your life. So make sure, despite where your paths will lead after the summer, you are connecting with your friends. Now, you know, these friends, for many of you, would have been friends that you probably have gone from infant school all the way up to um, possibly A-levels or GCSEs. And now coming to the life of college, coming to the life of universities, where your paths may change, um, you're going to separate from these friends but these have been your core friends from day dot really so it's quite important that you uh, keep that relationship and this can be done through just getting together and going for a walk in the park um having a a, a a whatsapp text message conversation a video call just a general checkup text message um uh, and you know doing that a, a good laugh with a friend is really good for your mental well-being all the um hormones and endorphins that are released through that kind of natural laughter where you're having a good time is all really good for your um uh mental well-being it's the serotonin serotonin hormones i believe that are being released at that time um any docs out there can correct me if i've said the wrong hormone there but there is a good happy hormone that gets released when you are um genuinely around good company and actually feeling good and happy to be in that present and it's really important that you do that um, and the other one is um being with family members now this is crucial especially the young and the old um the young you can give them a few of your life lessons that you've learned so far about how they can um you know take uh pride in their work you know you're you're in almost like an adult to them now where you're looking they can look up to you and say oh well you did this how would you do this and you and you're advising them and you're giving them tips and suggestions so you know do look out for the younger ones and the elderly you know go for a meal together with your grandparents uh, or better still cook something for them you know keep that relationship with grandparents it's it's so so important and I can't stress this enough because our grandparents are full of wisdom full of life experience and the the learning that we gain from our grandparents is always going to be continuous we will never never have enough and they will always be able to guide us on the right path uh, through their life experience so it's really important that we uh, keep that relationship with our grandparents uh, very strong um, and the last point that I have here is doing some chores now I bet everyone's huffing and puffing here oh dear chores yes chores um, you wouldn't believe it but chores uh, around the house or um, external parts of the house is actually a life skill you are learning things through doing chores and this could be um, cooking cleaning folding ironing vacuuming mopping you know all sorts um, you're 
really by just doing a chore you were actually doing quite a lot of things you know you could put on a some headphones listen to your favorite songs and get away with doing the vacuum so you're exercising you're so relaxing because you're listening to your favorite song and you're doing a few chores so you're lending a hand to your mum and dad at home who I'm sure would really appreciate um the effort that you go through in doing something. Uh, maybe you could surprise um, your parents by cooking something nice, making a nice meal, baking something nice for them to have. Um, there's always uh, quite a few things that you could do there. The list goes on with cooking and baking. Maybe make the meal for dinner that that evening. Let your mum take some time out and uh, and say, right, I'm going to put dinner out on the table today and, and do that. I'm sure they'll really appreciate that. Uh, you can even do something as simple as collecting your younger siblings from school. I know I would really appreciate something like that. If somebody was doing that for me, um, it's, it's a big burden off my plate. You know, you could just quickly get on with the things that you need to get on with. I love getting my children from school, don't get me wrong, but if somebody offered to do it for me, um is quite a nice uh, surprise and and it's much appreciated as well now listeners there my 10 points um and uh tips as well may i say uh for you uh to try and uh, embrace so if you have a teen at home try and get them to do one of these see how they get on with that and see what they can do but for now we are heading towards a short commercial break um, and after the break I will be joined by my young guests Awes and Hadika and they will be sharing their experiences with us around their exams so stay tuned but for now refill your hot drinks assalamu alaikum Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. It's Friday 1st of July and the time has now just gone 10.30. Now listeners, if you have just tuned in, um, I have been talking about um, post exams and uh, things, uh, what you can do over, over the, um, the next few weeks because this is going to be one of the longest summer these children are going to have. Uh, so it's uh, important that they make the most of it um, in this time. Uh, so so uh, I talked about 10 top tips that I had around what you can do. A lot of it was around uh, mental and physical well-being. And I ended it with helping out your parents because I think doing chores is absolutely important. Now, I do have my young guests on the show with me this morning. I think Awes is uh, hopefully logging on. He's not quite yet, I believe, joined. Um, uh, so we'll wait for Awes. But uh uh, Hadika is here. So, assalamu uh, alaikum and good morning, Hadika. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So, Hadika, it's lovely and thank you for uh, joining me first. It's really lovely to see that you're nice and awake at this time of the morning. Uh, uh, I did think that actually, um, I'm not quite sure if this is going to be too early for you, but you you are here. So, um, how's the week been for you so far? Yeah, it's been good. It's it's gone very slow, which is quite weird. But yeah, it's been good. Oh uh, yeah, it has gone quite slow. I've actually lost um track of what day it was. So yesterday I, I was quite I was like, where are we? What we what day are we? Where you know? And then I found out it's July. It's first of July. Like when did yeah. that? So you know, we are uh, entering July, the seventh month of the year, and it's um it's crazy because the year is just whizzing by it and I can't believe it. And, and I know that it's been a crazy year for yourself because, um, Hadika, so while we wait for Awes to log on, can I just get you to um, briefly introduce yourself to the listeners? Okay, so I'm Hadika. I'm going to be 16 at the end of August and I've just finished my GCSEs. Wow, so you have just done GCSEs. Now, this is the first time GCSE students have actually sat these external exams because they've all been done within the school for the last couple of years. And so it's been very difficult to try and understand what life was like before because this GCSE, sitting GCSEs, has been going on um, uh, uh, for ages and, you know, for for us to try and now try and remember what that feeling was like, it's a bit bizarre. So how was that for you, Hadika, this year? 
It was okay in the sense that we had advanced information given to us. And the only risk that we were taking is if the advanced information was going to be accurate to the actual exam. In some cases, there weren't, but like in the in the majority of it, it was quite accurate. So we were at an advantage compared to other years. Mm, yeah, so you were a bit more prepped for it. So uh, how were your emotions around this exams? Oh, well, OK, so for the November mocks, I was very stressed out. Um, it felt more... Weirdly enough, it felt more um, serious than the actual exams because these were the um, grades that were going to go to six forms and colleges. So that really hit it for me. Um, the March mocks at that time, I I um, broken down my studies so that I would space it out, have a bit more breathing space. And then by the end of it, I was really burnt out um, for the actual exams. That's it. That's the difficult thing to balance because, um, it, you know, you 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 want to do really well in those exams as well. And, I, and I, it's quite hard to find the balance of not over revising and over exercising in that time to do all this revision because they're not the real thing. And when the real thing comes, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can go through this again. So you're, it's the mental exhaustion. So I, I guess we'll come on to that, Hadika, and we'll talk a bit more about what maybe now looking back in hindsight, how you can advise differently to those that are going to be going through the same boat as yourself. But listeners, we have got Awes that's joined us this morning as well. So, uh, Salam alaikum, Awes. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So, uh, Awes, we were just saying that um, I'm not quite sure if this was too early in the morning for you guys because, you know, you're quite chilled out and you don't really have uh, to get up early. So uh, I'm hoping 10.30 is not too early for you this morning. So, Awes, I've got Hadika to briefly introduce herself to the listeners. Um, uh, can I just get you to do the same as well, please? Yes, uh, I'm Awes Ismail. I'm an 18-year-old male. I've recently completed my A-levels. I'm looking forward to union work, inshallah. Uh, I completed A-levels in math, economics and psychology. And my probably two biggest interests right now is football and games. Games, football and games. Oh, that's a typical boy speaking there, isn't it? Football and games. I, I yeah. have boys that... Uh, are not quite 18 but they're still in that mode of football and games and uh, and uh, I like to talk about my garden because I've been trying to grow my grass uh, so that so they're banned from playing football in my garden so <laughs> at the moment because I've I keep putting different seeds on it because some are working some of the birds beat me to it so I've um, I'm, I'm constantly standing at my window with a scary face now to try and keep these birds off my grass but I'm doing the same scary face with my boys to keep them off my grass as well because they can't play football on it and they're not allowed to play football on it. So that was a lovely introduction there, uh, Awes. Thank you. So you have just finished. And I believe in looking back now in my academic life, I believe A-levels are probably one of the hardest things in life because it's what dictates your future. So that's no pressure there to you, Hadika, because I know that's going to be your next hurdle in life. But yeah, Awes, would you agree? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, A-levels, yeah, I didn't, obviously I didn't sit my GCSE, so I didn't get the full experience of that. But I think A-levels was a very tough period. And even mum and dad did say it's going to be the toughest, or one of the toughest periods of your life. And so, uh, Wes, thank you for sharing that, because yes, you were in the midst of the pandemic where you were doing your GCSEs and they weren't doing GCSEs. So you you had to sit internal school exams um, and, and they just assessed you accordingly. So going from that to now having to sit these external exams where they are being marked and, you know, where the, the grounds are unknown. How did that feel? Um. I'd say um, relatively it felt okay. I mean, I mean, I was I was ready to say A level definitely. Um, we knew they were going to go forward with the GCSEs. It kept going on and off, on and off. So there was a chance of me not sitting GCSEs. So I knew that with A levels, they told us from the get go we are going to sit A levels. So throughout the two years, I was I had accurate time to then prepare my plan for the exams. And and how did you feel emotionally? Did you feel like this is okay, I can do this, or did you feel a bit, you know, were there wobbly moments? Uh, no, I, I throughout the whole process, but Alhamdulillah, it's okay. It's just a challenge, and that's it. 
Ah, okay, okay. So that's that's really good, Alhamdulillah. Because I I think even when I think say the word A level and GCSE, I get wobbly. So I I need. <laughs> I think that's just a, an issue I have there myself. So um, Hadika and Awes, uh, the next question I wanted to put forward to you. Now, listeners, uh, before I ask this question, we are live on air and I am taking in WhatsApp messages on the studio number 0779-481822. Feel free, ask the teens, the youth, the young, um, any questions that you want to ask about GCSEs and A-levels um, and what they to do in the next stages of their life uh, please do feel free to send me a whatsapp message and uh, ask away uh, so aware and um hadika having sat the exams and gone through this process of you know unknown grounds and as hadika you mentioned so you, you had some prep talk me through that a little bit before um i'm sure if it might have been the same for you aware so were you both given like a prep of these are the things that are going to come up any one of you can answer. Oh, okay. So for English and Spanish, we didn't get as much advanced information. For English language, we we were told that we were going to be given um, two types of texts and we had to write an article at the end of the exam. But other than that, we didn't get much prep for English, so it was a bit wobbly with that. But for science and maths, we were given um, topics that will definitely be assessed um core practicals that will be assessed and then things that definitely won't come come up and then some stuff in between okay okay and um uh, do you feel that you're at advantage for that i mean you know now looking back because i feel for the ones that are going to sit next year because it's still unknown territories we don't know what the exams are going to be like next year because they won't really have solid past papers to have gone through to then say okay this is the marking scheme this is where they're going with the gc we haven't had a good few years flow post pandemic on this so do you feel that this was quite a high advantage you had or was it still a bit airy fairy because it you know were they specific about topics and articles and um things that were going to come up um there was they were specific but it was kind of annoying because one of the physics exams they said that a topic will come up and then it came up as a one marker and I'd spent quite a lot of time on that topic so I was really annoyed by that but I think it was the most helpful for maths but for science it was still a bit broad. Uh, okay yes and how about yourself Awes were you given a similar process as the GCSE students? Yeah we were given it on a certain date I don't actually remember what date but we knew on that day we're going to receive further information for all of our A-levels. Okay. And so they and gave you uh, topics that were going to come up? or how, What was the breakdown that they gave you? Yeah, so, like, if you look at the spec of, like, a normal psychology, math, economics, just a course, um, there'll be, like, specific things they picked out and they just basically wrote that down on a piece of paper. It wasn't... I mean, it was good, but it wasn't extremely specific. It was still quite broad. Okay. Okay, yeah, and uh, okay, I guess so. Well, I, I, in fairness, I think that's quite good because it does keep you on your toes a little bit. And I think um, going forward now, like Hadika, when you sit your A levels, you're you're probably not going to get given a spec like this at all. So it's just going to be revise everything you've learned over the last two years. And you know, when you go to university that you're going to really uh, hit adulthood they're aware so you're going to be totally independent and it's going to be you know you've got to go and find out how to revise and how to do things so hopefully a levels shaped that for you do you find that you're um better equipped so did you uh, aware um just to ask did you stay on at sixth form or were you at a college i was at a sixth form i stayed at sixth form and do you think that's equipped you well for university yeah, yeah, I'd say uh, in most aspects, maybe not all, but I think in most aspects, yes. Because I think in sixth form, you are still sort of babied, kind of, yes. with revision. I think, uh, like, when I speak to people who go to colleges, it's completely different. They, they're essentially left on their own. Yeah, and there's a lot of independence there, but because A-levels are so important, you kind of want your child to still be mollycoddled and wrapped in that wool. You don't really want them to go off and have to try and work out what to do over the next two years. Because So that's that's the difficult um, choice that I think a lot of parents had. Going back and looking at your uh, A-level years, um, Awes, would you consider college now or would you say, no, definitely I'd stay on at sixth form? 
for me personally, I'll, I'll just stay at sixth form. I think I need because my revision technique for GCSEs is completely different. I didn't know what I was doing, but for A levels, it sort of shapes me in mm-hmm. terms of studying. Like I know my way of revision now, and I know the work ethic needed for good grades. And I think that was a big part of that was sixth form and the environment I was in. That's very important. So Hadika, where would you be going um, post after GCSEs then? I'd be going to sixth form as well. Okay, so there, there you go. Well advised, they're aware. So she's sticking on with sixth form as well. Was was that a preference or would you have preferred a college? No, I, it's a preference. I, I like sixth form. I didn't apply to any colleges. Yeah, and will this be the sixth form where you studied uh, your GCSEs or would this be a different uh, sixth form? Honestly, I had a discussion with your daughter about this as well and I'm not sure still. I had the yeah. induction day for a different college. I think it was yesterday, but it was on Wednesday. Yeah, the dates are really mixed up. But yeah, on when, on Wednesday and I'm still not sure. I think it comes down to what results I get. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think one of the challenging things, which I'm sure Wes will agree with me, is it, staying on at sixth form, I think, is is ideal because the teaching ethics and the way they show you how to revise, it's all very similar. It's a school. It's very similar. It's, you're not so independent. And some sixth forms still make you call the teachers sir you know mr uh, x uh, mrs x you know you're not referring to them on a first name basis whereas in college you are and when you hit university that's how you're referring to your teachers as well so uh, that's one of the things that college preps you for just that independence and growing up a little bit but um the nice thing about sixth form is that you still have that level of this is a teacher and I'm still learning and they're still teaching and that respect still there and so it's quite nice um but going from a sixth form where you've gone to the prim- uh, the secondary sc- uh, school too you've still got the same teachers so it's all familiar grounds and familiar territories so it's quite nice if you keep that flow but then going to another sixth form in another school it's almost like well I'm not quite sure about the teachers here I'm not sure about how their work ethics are here and it's almost like the first term or so you're trying to find your grounds but you know at the end of the day it's probably much for a much really they're very similar you know however they are the the way they run because it's a school at the end of the day so the way they run is probably very similar so um I hope you are able to make the right decision there Hadika which college or sixth form you do decide to go to so guys going back and looking at the A-levels and GCSEs that you've um studied is there any that you would think are actually I'm going to have to think twice about advising anyone to take this subject on now I know Awes you've just got the three subjects and you seem quite passionate about them but would there be any that you would change or any that you'd say uh if you're going to do this subject as a an A-level be prepared because it's so different from GCSE Uh, and likewise with Hadika you've got quite a few broad subjects there where you could say actually if I could change this and that may well be a language that may well be a humanities subject so um I if if Hadika doesn't mind, I'll ask Wes this first because he's got less subjects to talk about. So, Wes, um, would there be any subjects that you'd change or any that you'd sort of emphasise more stress on that it's totally different? Um, if I was to change, like me personally, if I was to change any of the subjects, I would have liked to have done chemistry maybe because I always had a natural sort of talent for science. And I thought, I mean, I, I didn't want to take it for A-level because knowing me doing maths and economics and then doing chemistry on top of that it probably would have been too much so i decided to opt for psychology but um psychology is not an easy a level not at all it's it's completely different to how i thought it would be i didn't think it would be easy but uh the way in which you do exams is very very memory based very memory based if you have a bad memory don't do psychology that's a subject I'll steer where well away from then because my memory as I've got old has just got terrible. I've got post-it notes and everything and I write everything just to keep to remind myself everything. And I think my phone, if I lose my phone, I've even got notes on my phone. So that's how bad my memory is getting. But that's age, I guess. So yes, yeah, so that's that's very interesting. Yes, because I guess people pick subjects um, at A-level thinking that, oh, yeah, I've done this at GCSE or I've heard about this or I've thought about this and, yeah, it looks okay. I think I'll go it. And then when you go into it, you think, well, this is so different. So I, uh, that's very insightful there to know that psychology is a subject to think 
double about um, and maybe not do such heavy subjects. I mean, would you say that as well, Awes? Like if you're doing psychology, do do some easier. I don't think there's such thing as easy as A-level subjects, but maybe something that's not so memory based. So, you know, not a science subject and not a math subject if you're doing psychology. Would you say that? Um, uh, probably not. But what I would say is if you know what you want to do, like I know why I wanted to do finance. So yeah. had I done chemistry, it's just something I've done out of passion. And okay. the amount of work I see chemistry students doing, I think it might have been too much. The workload have been too much, especially for a subject that I'm not going to take forward in the future. So I think you've got to choose wisely about what you want to do and why you want to do it. Yeah, and I think that's really key advice there that think about what you want to go into uh, because um, your A-levels is that dictation point of your life. So, Hadika, how about yourself with the subjects that you did? So, was it 10 or 9 GCSEs in total you've done? I did 9. Okay. So, what would would you change? I mean, the core ones are the core, maths, English, science. They're all the core. <laughs> you, you can't avoid them, even if you tried. But, you know, um, in any of the humanities and the languages, would you change or advise anything to anyone? Um so if I could go back, I would change from doing religious studies to history. I, I feel like I really missed out on that opportunity and I would have liked to pursue it. Um, I was in between the two in year nine and then I just made the wrong decision. It just it just got to a point where we were doing work for the exam and it wasn't actually learning. It was memory and it was applying it to to exam questions, which I can do and I get is something that you need to do. but it took the enjoyment out of it. I, there was one point where I was just learning Bible quotes and Quranic quotes, and I didn't, I don't know, I just didn't feel attached to learning to it. So I don't know. And to make matters even worse, our school did the worst exam board at Excel, and other schools do AQA, and they have really easier questions where you don't really have to learn quotes. You get one markers on definitions, but we just had to pick the harder at Excel questions. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I guess that makes it quite hard. Um, I always liked RE, interestingly, because I thought RE is, um, especially when you are studying two main, I mean, you know, Islam and Christianity are the two uh, fastest leading as widespreading um, faiths in the world. And so to understand each of them, the cross-linking of, oh, okay, there's relevance uh, in the Quran to the Bible. I, I, I think it's quite broad. Um, it just, uh, for me, I, and I think this is may probably because I'm an adult now and I look back and I think I wish I was better equipped so if I needed to have a debate with somebody about uh, Islam I could do it and back it up with my um, Christianity knowledge as well so I think uh, that's probably why I, I quite like RE but yeah history so it's interesting because some uh, schools are not allowing uh, students to well not allowing is the wrong term but students don't have to pick a language so you picked language but that wasn't uh, a compulsory option for you. Well, we had to pick between geography, history and a language, but you could have done geography and a language if you wanted to. But I think they've changed it now for the younger years. Oh, OK, yeah, because I think language is crucial. I think to pick a language and not pick a language is like, well, you know, you need to know your basics. I did GCSE German don't ask why but I still know it and I still could you know have a, a conversation um I think most of it will be around potatoes and weights but you know I I know how to string a sentence together so I think it's really important now guys uh, we've got probably about three or four minutes left of the show so I don't really want to go in about me and my GCSEs I want to know what your next steps are and I want to also know what you're doing for your mental well-being because earlier part of the show I gave 10 top tips about mental well-being so I, I guess Yes, I'm going to start with that really you know over this time uh, are there things that you put into practice or something that you're doing to help you with your mental well-being let's put Hadika first well honestly I've just been sleeping more I cleaned my room which has gone back to the state that <laughs> it was before um, and just taking things really in like slow motion when I was getting ready I didn't have to rush I was just like okay take a breather brush your hair nicely do your nails you can relax so that's that's been a change. That's good. Yes, T taking things slowly. That's a very good step there. Uh, and yourself, OS. Um, I've been exercising a lot more regularly. Like when I was revising, because I, I, I would say I'm quite an active person. And when yeah. I was revising, I didn't have time to then go on a run 
or go to the gym or play football. So I think now that I have this break, I'm doing that a lot more and it's putting a smile on my face at least. Yes, that's good. And I did mention as one of my points was uh, connecting with friends. And because, you know, you don't know where you're going to go. Obviously, when you go to university, colleges, sixth forms, you're going to part from those friends. So are you staying connected with friends or worse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah, a lot of my friends are going to the uni I'm going to, which is quite good. But um, yeah, I'm I'm making sure I'm staying connected with friends just by going out a lot more often. Just uh, simple things like that, just to stay close with them. Yeah, and I hope you're up to good things when you're out and about. I, I'm going to put on my typical auntie voice here and say that you. I hope you're being sensible when you're outside and well behaved. Uh, uh, Hadika, how about yourself? Are you connecting with friends? Yeah, we've yeah uh, we've got prom coming up, so that would be a good little thing. But yeah. So guys, what's the next step? So Hadika, you're going to be going on inshallah to do uh, a-, a levels, and what subjects are you hoping to do? Um, so definitely English literature and economics, but I'm still in between politics and psychology and I'm leaning towards psychology and we'll get Awas's help. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Awas, I'm sure you can offer some advice there or even hand down your notes. That might be good. So Awes, um, what are you hoping to go off and do at university? Uh, I want to do finance at university. Okay. And have you got a particular university in mind? Yeah, Queen Mary. Okay, so that's that's your next steps there, guys. So uh, I wish you both um, well. So um, we've got just under a minute uh, for the show. So Awes, any advice that you could offer anyone that's now in their, uh, just completing their first year of their A-levels? Um, yeah, for year 13, it's a big jump, but you'll be all right. Just make sure you revise and make sure you have a revision routine. Okay, brilliant. And Hadika? Start as early as you can and surround yourself with people who will put you on the right path. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Have a good set of friends is very important. Um, and in terms of notes and annotations, stick the walls, plaster the walls. Would you advise that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, all the diagrams, all all the pictures, all that you can get. Now, guys, I've got about 30 seconds left of the show and I just want to use this time to say thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you both uh, sharing your journeys with us um, and also the advice that you've offered. I have no doubt that listeners um, have benefited from that and uh, taken some good notes um, from uh, your uh, words of wisdom there. And um, I, I wish you both very uh, well for the next stages of your life. Um, my quote for today, however difficult life may seem, there is always something you can do and succeed at it. Juma Barak, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.org.